Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 37 of Glass City Game Time, one of America's great sports podcasts brought to you by The Blade. My name is Corey Christen, and thanks for listening. As always, we appreciate you checking us out. And if this is your first time listening, welcome aboard. Every week, we are available on ToledoBlade.com, on Blade News Slide, and various podcast outlets. This week, I'm very excited to welcome in a special guest, and it is LPGA Commissioner Mike Wan. Now, Mike joins me on the heels of outstanding news, sensational news, surrounding the LPGA Tour and Northwest Ohio, as the schedule had to be shifted around, of course, because of the coronavirus pandemic. Well, we learned not long ago that not one, but two events are coming here to Northwest Ohio. The Marathon LPGA Classic presented by Dana, as always, returning to Sylvania at Highland Meadows Golf Club. That event was moved to August 6th, but a new event has been added by the LPGA, and this is absolutely huge. The LPGA Drive-On Championship from July 31st to August 2nd was added at Inverness Club right on Door Street in Toledo. Now, it's important to note that fans will not be permitted at the Drive-On Championship, but the return of fans will be at the Marathon LPGA Classic on August 6th at Highland Meadows. Inverness Club, of course, hosting the Solheim Cup next year, and this is a great way Commissioner Juan and I talked about it to introduce not just golf fans, but also the players that haven't been to Inverness Club yet to that wonderful golf course. So Mike joins me for about 15 minutes to talk about the LPGA's return and the procedures that he had to work through around the coronavirus pandemic. Enjoy the conversation, and I'll talk to you at the end of the podcast. Mike, thanks again for taking time to join me. How's everybody doing? And is everybody staying safe in your circle throughout this quarantine that we're all working through right now? Yeah, we've been pretty lucky. You know, we've been closed in the office since, uh, you know, mid-March. So our office is closed. Probably won't reopen until middle of July. And even that's going to be optional in terms of returning. Probably won't be back as a full crew in the office till middle of September. My family is home, so it's a strange thing. I have three boys, 22, 24, and 26. So I didn't really think I'd have the whole crew together again. You know, I thought it may be holidays kind of thing. So the one silver lining, I guess, if there is one of COVID, is um, it gave me some family time I really didn't expect to have, not to mention I haven't been in a plane since uh, the 1st of March, which is the first time I could say that in about 15 years. With the situation that's very fluid with the coronavirus, people don't realize that over here in the States, it really didn't hit us, at least in the sports world, until March. But... You as the commissioner of the LPGA, obviously a big international presence and events over in Asia. There were events that were scheduled for February that were supposed to take place. You know, let's kind of go through that in your your handling of this whole situation, talking about the fluidness and talking about how the LPGA can keep everybody safe and how they can, you know, find that medium to also do some business. What was that situation like? in the early stages when we were learning about the spread of COVID-19? Yeah, unfortunately, we got to know COVID uh, much earlier than most, at least Americans, got to know COVID. I remember explaining to 
somebody at my club who said, you canceled an event for what? And now it's kind of funny to think back to me explaining the situation. But we had an event scheduled in Thailand, Singapore, and uh, China uh, for early February. And uh, middle of January to late January, we started getting calls and discussions with those local markets about kind of what they were dealing with coming out of China and whether or not we'd be able to fly in and, you know, what the different health ministries were doing in those countries. And that was the first time I'd heard the word quarantine that to me sounded almost like a military word, quarantine. I just hadn't heard that word associated with sports before. And, you know, one of the health ministers over there said if somebody on your tour or anybody associated with the, with the sport would be, uh, would be, would conflict coronavirus, we would quarantine the group for, tw- back then they talked about 21 days. He said for 21 days. I said, explain to me quarantine because maybe something's lost in translation. And he said, well, we would probably uh, keep you in your hotel for 21 days. And I said, what do you mean keep in a hotel? Well, Nobody could leave, you know, we'd feed and house and everything, but until we got through 21 days, we probably wouldn't be able to release you. And I thought, you know, we got, we got events every seven days and we couldn't stay somewhere for 21 days. Not to mention, I was thinking that'd be pretty interesting international news if the LPGA was locked away in a hotel in some other country for 21 days. That was well before we had cruise ships and, and other things where, you know, that later became a little bit more evident. So we decided in concert with each of those sponsors to, um, to postpone those events at the time. We just didn't know if this was something we were dealing with that was going to have a 60-day life or a six-month life. It just nobody knew. Uh, you know, now looking back, it's almost comical to think what we didn't. We canceled those events because of the unknowns. Obviously, you know, if you jump forward six months later, you know, we're not playing now because of the knowns. So, uh, yeah, it was the right decision to make. It wasn't easy back then because, you know, nobody really was canceling events because of a virus you couldn't see or, or understand. And at the time, it was primarily a, China-based situation, but I think the most of the world, certainly over in Asia, was concerned it would be bigger sooner. So, um, yeah, frustrating for us in the fact that our tour players have, have literally been sitting since the 1st of February. And as it spread slowly throughout North America, really in the middle of March, we learned that the NBA, the NHL, they were going to suspend operations. And here we are now in mid-June with some states are starting to open up and some events are starting to come back, and there have been cancellations within the LPGA, Q School, various tournaments, and the Evian Major. That could not have been an easy decision for you guys to cancel as well. You know, Can you kind of walk through the process of trying to maybe either salvage something with the Evian or how that eventually came to a cancellation? Well, even though you know, it's been probably, I don't know, 100 days or so, it, it kind of goes in phases. I would say in the first phase, of coronavirus as it relates to the U.S. When I watched what the world and certainly what all of the states of the U.S. were doing to uh, to flatten this curve, you realized pretty quickly that we had a responsibility that was bigger than sport. I mean, if if marketplaces all across the U.S. were willing to literally shut down in order to make sure that they could control the spread of this virus and not overrun the the hospital and Medicare system, I pretty quickly felt the responsibility to make sure that we uh, we joined and we weren't part of the problem, but quite frankly, part of the solution. So that was early on. As states have started to come back and open, one thing is clear, I think, for anybody listening, you know, golf has been a pretty safe place to be, certainly recently. So I've played more golf during the coronavirus than I probably played in the last 10 years. But it's easy for me. I walk out to a golf course. I walk with my bag and my kids. I'm, I don't get within 10 feet of anybody. I don't get on a plane, pack a bag, rent a car check into a hotel, worry about where I'm going to eat every day. And so playing golf has been pretty easy. Putting on a global sport where we bring in players from 40 different countries and television from 170 countries, it becomes a little bit more challenging. So we were never in a race to get back. I've said to my players from the beginning, 
returning from this has got to be a responsibility more than a race. We got to make sure we can create the responsibility of a safe environment for us, our players, our caddies, our staff, for the markets we visit, you know, for Toledo, Sylvania, and Northwest Ohio. And we've got to make sure that we're not uh, part of the problem, but quite frankly, part of the solution. So second phase was how do we come back and how do we come back safe? I can tell you more about coronavirus tests and labs and suppliers and FDA approval than I care to admit. But um, in terms of how we'll come back, I mean, all of our players will be tested before they leave home. They'll be tested when they arrive on site. They'll be tested virtually every week. We'll be the most tested group of people in Northwest Ohio, it's probably seen in, in maybe forever. And uh, just making sure that we're safe. And if somebody were to constrict the virus, we would be able to separate them fairly quickly from the group. Uh, certainly with outdoor sport with six miles of park-like setting, it's pretty easy to get social distancing in our sport, very different than a stadium sport with assigned seats. But we still have clubhouses and locker rooms and those kind of things where we're going to go into a, a different level of cleaning, a different level of security, and obviously a much different level of, uh, of PPE and social distancing. And now here we are in mid-June, and a few days ago, the LPGA Tour announced that the 2020 season's coming back to resume in Northwest Ohio on July 31st with the addition of the LPGA Drive-On Championship, which will take place at Inverness Club right here in Toledo. And the week after will be the Marathon LPGA Classic, which was rescheduled to August 6th. Let's talk about that Drive-On Championship with the Solheim Cup coming to Inverness next year. This seems like a really good way to introduce the fans and maybe introduce some of the players and the sponsors to Inverness Club. What were some of the decisions that you made regarding getting that event going and getting it going at Inverness the week before the official tour starts back up? Well, first off, I'd say a huge standing ovation from the LPGA to Marathon and Dana for working with us, working actually with Muirfield and the Memorial, as well as Bridgestone and Akron. We kind of went to the governor together and shared our plans for how we could safely get back and allow fans to enjoy some sort of activity that's obviously outdoors and where you can get some space. And uh, thanks to Governor DeWine and his office and, and the other two tournaments we worked with, uh, we're really excited about the fact that you know, I'm an Ohioan myself. You know, I went to school at Miami of Ohio, started the Procter & Gamble in Cincinnati. So getting it back to come back home is, is a nice start. And when Marathon and Dana uh, came to us and said, hey, you know, we'll move into that slot right before Scotland, we said, you know, in a perfect world, we'd like to start a little earlier. And we'd like to start an event where we can sort of get all of our tests figured out, where, we, where we're not worried about pro-ams and, 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 and players uh, interacting with fans and spacing. Can we just go somewhere kind of in a bubble that first week and let's get all of our back-to-play protocols figured out. So we don't have to do that in front of sponsors and fans. Let's have a, a test run, if you will. And, you know, being from Northwest Ohio, I said to my group, in a perfect world, we'd start this at Inverness. And you can imagine the eye rolling that I got, like, well, that's great, Commissioner. You're going to give us the challenge of one of the top 50 courses in the world as a startup. And I said, you know, wouldn't it be great to showcase Inverness now in a pure golf, no fans, just play, celebrate the LPJ getting back this year and televise that around the world. And then next year, show them Inverness in a whole new way with 150,000 fans on site and singing songs and painted faces. And it'll be a great one-two punch. So I'm really, uh, I'm, I'm really uh, in awe of the Inverness board and the Inverness members to allow us to come on, play a three-day event that the whole world will see on TV, showcase what I think really is one of the best golf courses in the world, give my players an opportunity to get started kind of in their own little bubble at first, and then kind of reintroduce all of us to the, to the marathon classic business, the Dana people and to the, but most importantly to our fans that have been with us for decades in Northwest Ohio. You bring up working with Governor DeWine. He's a well-documented sports fan. 
and the Marathon Classic, this is significant because this will be really, to my knowledge, one of the first events in the continental United States that will have fans in attendance. What were some of the conversations with Governor DeWine in maybe having that as a stipulation or working towards that? And what were his thoughts on getting the LPGA going back here in Ohio? Well, there was no doubt that we had to show that we're a safe and tested organization. I mean, there's a, there's, you know, what we'd call an enclosed environment, which is if you're going to bring a bunch of people in to town, how do we know those, those people are safe? And how do we make sure we're keeping the residents of Northwest Ohio safe? Um, we had to show plans on how, if we were going to have fans, how we keep the fans safe from each other and how we would eliminate gathering places as much as we, as much as we can and could and how, and how golf, quite frankly, is so different from some of the other sports that come to mind when you talk about baseball or football or, or hockey or others where you're generally in an arena, the seats are next to each other, you're assigned to a seat next to each other, and it's pretty difficult to, uh, to keep social spacing. In our case, we've got six miles of, of golf course uh, and a lot of space to, uh, to keep. And like I said, most people that are probably listening now have played some golf in the last month. And so you know there's a different feeling being on the golf course. You're out in the open air. You can keep a lot of space. And uh, our players kind of feel the same way. And so uh, knowing that this was not stadium seating, though this was not enclosed, um, we were able to show how we could not only keep our tour safe, our volunteers, our caddies, and our staff safe, but quite frankly create a safe environment for people that want to get out but don't want to put themselves in a situation that would be uncomfortable. Players from all over the world, and that's not a hyperbole at all, are planning to congregate here in Northwest Ohio to start the LPGA season. What are some of the plans for bringing some of those competitors back to the United States? Is there going to be some kind of a quarantine? How do you foresee that happening? Yeah, all of our players are, are required to come in at least 14 days before the first event they're going to play in. Um, and that's something we've worked out with, with the White House and Homeland Security as well. We might be crossing state borders and other borders over the course of the season, but we're going to start with everybody being in the states. If you're going to start in the states, you're going to come to the States 14 days before um, before we actually tee it up. Then, then, as I said, before you leave home to come to Northwest Ohio, you'll be tested and you'll be given the green light to uh, travel. When you arrive, uh, you'll be tested every day on the course site before they walk in to the course. They'll go through a temperature scan and, um, uh, and health questionnaire from where they've been and what they did the night before and a, and a, and a temperature scan before walking back in. So, I think I can pretty safely tell you that the 156 players and caddies that will be in attendance in Northwest Ohio will probably be much safer than uh, than going to the grocery store or a restaurant or any place else you might go that day. Just in the fact that this is an audience that um, has will have been sort of over tested, if you will, um, just to make sure. And uh, so, yes, we'll be in the country beforehand and we'll be tested two or by the time we get to marathon, probably every caddy and player and staff member will have been tested three times in the last two weeks. Uh, before we tee it up in Northwest Ohio. We're hoping that fans can sort of respect the same thing. If you're not feeling good for whatever reason, we're going to be giving masks out. We're expecting people to wear masks if you're going to be uh, out anywhere near others. And, um, and you know, there's obviously room and there's space outdoors. And most of the CDC and health people that we've talked to like the, uh, like the golf space. And I mean that kind of in terms of space, in the terms of ability to get space and be outside in the air. But we just want everybody to respect it. I mean, bringing sports back, as I've said many times, is a responsibility. It wasn't a race. We uh, probably could have been back and played a month earlier, but we wanted to make sure that we were ready and we wanted to make sure that the towns were visiting and ready. And now when we start in the end of July, we plan to keep right on playing until the end of December. 
for fans that plan to attend the Marathon Classic on August 6th, what can they expect as far as either safety protocols or what the LPJ plans to do regarding any of that? Well, you should expect to probably receive a mask when you walk in if you don't have one already. Uh, you should expect plenty of sanitation and wipes uh, at many different locations, but I encourage you to bring those yourself. My wife calls it my, my hanging Purell. I mean, I never leave anywhere without a bottle of Purell hanging on my belt. Um, just because it's just, it's, it's a security right now that you might as well, you might as well have. You can expect there be very little, if any, inside the rope uh, experiences. We're going to, uh, we're really going to, you know, typically we're very proud of the interaction and the close interaction that we get between fans and athletes and caddies and staff members. Um, but that's going to be a little, a little bit more distant. But I think other than that, you should expect the LPGA that you've expected for decades and you should expect us to be probably even more happy to be there than you are happy to see us because you've got 156 of the best on the planet that uh, are sick of practicing. They're sick of chipping drills. Uh, they're sick of uh, video conference calls like the rest of us. And they're ready to do what they do. They're ready to come out and showcase and figure out who the best golfer on the planet is. And it's, um, they, I can tell you from the, uh, the letters and emails and texts I've gotten since announcing what we're going to do, the excitement about being in Northwest Ohio, the comfort in Marathon Classic, the knowing what they know and trusting how that event is run, and obviously the addition of Inverness and, the, quite frankly, the special treat that it is to play Inverness. I mean, Inverness, as I've said in my memo to the players, is as good as any major course we play any year. We play any of our majors on Inverness, so they'll be able to start on a, on a major-like venue and you can only imagine for the players from America and Europe that are dreaming of being on the Solheim Cup next year, their chance to get a sneak peek and actually play the, the course uh, that could be the, you know, that, that they could be walking on a Sunday with a, a chance to win a cup is really a pretty special moment. And I believe that feeling is mutual. I believe the fans are hungry for golf and they're hungry for sports to get back. And this seems like a wonderful opportunity for not just the LPGA, but also the fans as well. Mike, thanks for taking the few minutes here to join me this week. We really do appreciate the insight and we appreciate the knowledge. And we look forward to the season getting going right here in Northwest Ohio at Inverness and then at, uh, at the Marathon. Thank you very much for the time. Thank you. All of us need a little something to look forward to these days. And just know we're looking forward to Northwest Ohio. And I, I hope you're looking forward to coming out and joining us. There you go. My thanks again to Mr. Juan for taking time to join me this week. And I want to extend a thank you to Christina Lance at the LPGA for helping me get this set up. Mark your calendars, fans. July 31st, golf comes back to Northwest Ohio at Inverness Club for the LPGA Drive-On Championship. And then the week after that, where fans are permitted, August 6th through August 9th, the Marathon LPGA Classic presented by Dana at Highland Meadows in Sylvania. Thanks again to Mr. Juan, and thank you for taking time to listen to episode 37 of Glass City Game Time. If you enjoyed the show, there are plenty of ways to find us. Every week we are available on ToledoBlade.com, on Blade News Slide, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Please subscribe, we always appreciate that and like and share this episode. That is all we ask, and that goes a lot further than you might think. So, for Mike Wan, my name is Corey Crisson. Thank you for listening to Glass City Game Time, and I'll talk to you next week.